Welcome back to another episode <laughs> of Laser Graves. This is our first episode for the new year, um, 2020. Here we are. We're in the future now, buddy. And we are starting Laser Graves with, well, for long-time listeners, it's the moment. It's the moment of reckoning. We are setting the bar high. Yeah. We're going to limbo under it and then never ever climb over it yeah we'll do a little shimmy we'll do some high fives once we both get to the other side of the bar but this wow man i don't think we've ever talked about another movie more i don't know what to do after this honestly maybe we just go back circle back (laughs) like as a reset this week we are talking about the one and only Teen Witch. (laughs) i'm so excited Uh, this this was like you know if you remember back to when we did trick-or-treat how excited I was. If you could multiply that, this is this is your version of that. This is it. This, this is, is it. Big deal. And from the start, I said, well, we're not going to do it until I find it on VHS because I thought nobody in the world will care about owning Teen Witch on VHS. <sighs> and well... Um, you underestimated the power of Teen Witch. I will say for all the like cult and horror classics and everything Mm -hmm. all of those are significantly easier to find than a media copy of teen witch on vhs this was like my everest well because teen witch is really 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 important oh is that is that why it's also amazing and if you haven't seen it watch it it's Dare. similar to uh, Rad. Remember we did an episode on Rad? It's kind of that kind of cult. Uh, except where, for better than Rad. Well, sure. It's definitely better Radder than Rad. Rather than Rad. But it has that kind of same quality about it where people grew up loving it and uh-huh. they're, they're ravenous about it. Yes. And there weren't that many copies made because it wasn't a huge hit. When I die, will you cremate this with me? <laughs> I'll just set it on top you of your won't. You're, I saw your eyes look to the side because you know it's value. And yeah, that's like, true. I'm well, like, well. It's okay, I'll outlive you anyway. Yeah, that's true. You're <laughs> going to be stuck with all of this that you see around you. There's so much VHS. I'll bear in it all with you, except for Teen Witch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll pay for my But funeral. it'll be on a Viking ship. A Viking ship. Okay. Viking funeral fueled by VHS. Yes. Um, well... I don't know how, I guess I could tell a little bit of the backstory of how we got this tape because it was, yeah. you, well, you don't know. I don't. I, I surprised you on Christmas day. You did. Like a good uh, husband. I wrapped it in a box <laughs> that was larger than a VHS box just to fool you, <laughs> to like throw you, fooled you off me. your I guard. didn't expect it. You're, like six months ago, I thought he's going to get this for Christmas. He's going to make me wait until Christmas. Totally forgot about it. And then on Christmas morning, wasn't on my mind at all. You know, back in like uh, April or February, making you wait till Christmas would have just been cruel. It was cruel. I seriously couldn't find it until recently. I've been looking <laughs> the entire time. I've had one... I'm not joking. And this is crazy if you know how involved I am with the, with the VHS community. I've had one shot to purchase an original media copy of it. Not the Video Treasures version, but the media copy. Mm-hmm. And that was from my buddy Bruce at Setter Kane Rules on Instagram. And he had a copy. He's the only guy I know. He found a copy. Uh-huh. The day he found it, I was like, I got to get that. And he's like, no, no, no. I got to hold on to it because I've been after it too. I respect that. But then one day he was selling stuff on his site and he put up Teen Witch. What? 
So I was like, okay, I think this is my only moment. So I contacted him and he had had said, I'm really sorry, but I can't bring myself to part with it. (laughs) So he teased it. So he teased and he took it back off the market. Look, I get it. That was it. That was my one shot. And um, then months and months went by again and I couldn't find it. And then how I found it was the most roundabout, crazy way was... I ultimately had to give up searching for it or trying to find other collectors that would trade for it. I did find a few that had it, but nobody was willing to trade. They were like, absolutely not. not. Yeah, it was weird. magic. And then um, one day on eBay, I realized that maybe I could get lucky. Uh Well, this isn't the first time I tried it. I've been trying it for months before that. But I, I really buckled down and tried to commit to looking through all the listings on eBay that did not outline which tapes were in the lots they were just various vhs tapes because if it doesn't say teen witch in the description it won't pop up on everybody else you know 40 to 50 to 60 bucks so i was looking and looking and then one day there was a lot of like 12 films and they all sucked like really bad Uh and my eyes at this point were so fine-tuned to spot the font of teen witch I saw it and I froze and it was just the spine. So I contacted the seller and I ran the risk of alerting him to my interest in it and then him looking up the value and being like, oh, actually. Uh And so I said, can you tell me on the back if it says Video Treasure or Media? And then he took a photo and he sent it and it was legit media and there it was. Uh And so I found it in... An unmarked lot of random VHS, which means I had to get a box of movies that I didn't want. But what was the worst in the box? Oh, there were some pretty dumb ones. Was Uh, it like Gettysburg? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was similar things like that. Okay, it was just really. Why is there so much Gettysburg VHS? I don't know. It was just a bunch of crap films that that nobody would want. But but that was in there. And then I got it, and then I was nervous that it wouldn't work, and all this kind of stuff. But it all worked out. And we we have it. We watched it. No glitches. No, yeah. It played through perfectly. Perfect magic. It was magic. It was <laughs> magic. Okay, well, um, before we get started, because I think this is going to be an interesting episode. Yes. Do you have any thrift store finds? Yeah, well, we're kind of back from a little break. We didn't break in the podcasting, but we did some, um, you know pre-recording for our holidays and we had company forever because we had your family and then we had my family but in the midst of that i made one run to a thrift store Mm -hmm. and (laughs) i bought the stupidest thing in a panic and i'm so (laughs) excited about it what was it so it's a a tin like a a tin box that's maybe five by seven and on it is a, <laughs> a picture. It's definitely uh, customized. It's a picture of somebody's gray and white obese cat <laughs> laying on its back. And it says, touch me and die. <laughs> and That's I, good. Yeah. And I'm going to put my friend, I got her some golden girl magnets. So I'm going to put them in there and send it to her as a gift. Oh, well, that's a good find. I know. What about you? I, again, have I, not much. You know, I did have that one good week, but other than that, it's been pretty dry. But I did find um, two books, Volume 1 and Volume 2, uh, collected stories of the original Tales from the Crypt um, uh-huh. short stories from the comics. That was pretty cool, because I have that comic up there that's a collection, but this is a much more uh, involved 
Oh, okay. I see what so you're saying. So it's the original mm-hmm. Tales from the Crypt stories, but they're compiled into these oh, volumes cool. from... I think these came out in the 80s um, or maybe the early 90s. Ooh. No, it was 80. Ooh, we could cover it. Yeah, we. Yeah, you know what? We should. Okay, let's yeah, do there it. There we go. Signed, Settled sealed, here. delivered sometime in the future. So that was my find was two um, Tales from the Crypt books. That's rad. Can I also count Teen Witch as a thrift store find? Because I found it in my or a second hand find because i found it for christmas no you can't because i found it it was easy peasy for me (laughs) (laughs) i earned that thank you (laughs) okay well this week this is it uh, this is it this is the one this is teen witch day folks it's really downhill from here (laughs) i don't know we should pretend to be more excited about more films so that by the time oh. we cover them, everybody's like, oh, this is the one they've been talking about. Well, I actually have been trying to think of a new grail. And? Well, it's not good like Teen Witch, but it was a movie I saw. It was, I, I don't, it's called Freak Show, but there are two freak shows. Yeah, I don't think that one that you're thinking came out in the 80s. I think it's 90s. I don't know, but I need to know. Okay, I'll look into it. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, right. yeah, but now we're doing the real thing. This is the real deal. And uh, seriously, I don't know if we can top that. <laughs> <laughs> so well, You know what? Yeah. We're never going to be the same again. Never going to be the same again. <laughs> I was able to cue it up, and you just you just I did it. Totally, I'm gonna do it. Oh, it's like crack. I just yeah. have to like immediately take it. Yes, and this is this movie has the best music ever. Is there a record? There isn't. What? Um, Why didn't? Okay, I'm just furious now. I think this is the most upfront you've ever been in the microphone of every of any episode we've ever done. <laughs> I'm, yeah, my I'm sitting almost upright. Yeah, the EQ is going to be a pain in the butt to, to, to <laughs> figure out. Very excited. You're very excited. Your your eyes are kind of like uh, crazy at me. Yeah, right now. yeah, whites all around them. Okay, Teen Witch, nineteen eighty nine. Oh, this is the way, what a way to end the decade. Yeah, what a high note. It is. <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty high note. Directed by Dorian Walker, who went on to do? I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. He, well, he couldn't top that. <laughs> totally couldn't top that. <laughs> I think he did like two or three TV episodes or something. I don't know. Okay. Uh, composed by Richard Elliott, who went on to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> couldn't top that. I think all of them had um, a panic attack after no. making this masterpiece. They were like, and we have done what we came to do. <laughs> uh, written by Robert, Robin Mecken, who went on to do? <laughs> We're making farts sounds weirdo. Oh, it was also co-written by Vernon Zimmerman. That's an actual person. He did Fade to Black, which Wait, I really want to cover. the other people are actual people? Well, like somebody who went on to do more than Jeez, just this. You're harsh. We haven't done Fade to Black, and I really want to, but I'm waiting to get the media copy of that. So oh, okay. when I get that, we'll do it. Uh, the other part of this, as you mentioned, is the score... Which was done not the not the musical score, but the soundtrack score. All the really cool quotes, really cool uh, raps. Okay, wait. Was this released released on cassette tape? No, I tried everything. It never was released, and then it was <sighs> recently released, but they re-recorded everything and kept out uh, the chick who plays like a vanity character. What was her name? 
What do you mean a vanity? Oh, uh, Shayna. Shayna. They kept her out of the... No, Shanna. Shanna. They went. Yeah. They kept her out of the re-recordings. What? It's really weird. Terrible. But not the music that was composed, but the soundtrack itself. Uh-huh. That was written by Larry Weir, performed under the Weirs, with a Z at the end, by Ooh. the way. Okay. And he actually does have some real credits. Like, he did Pin. We haven't done that yet. All right. Uh, <laughs> our star of the show, whose sister is more famous than her now. Um. What? No. Robin. Lively. Robin Lively. The most famous Lively in my book. Who was 16 at the time. Oh, okay. When she was, like, playing a 15-year-old, I was like, okay. And then I looked up her age, and she was 16. Oh. <laughs> I felt dumb. It's yeah. weird, because everybody in the high school looks like they're 22. Well, the guy was, like, 26. Gross. Yeah, totally gross. Ick. So, that's... Robin Lively is our main star. She is. Don't ask. You tell, Yeah, mister. I was kind of asking. She's amazing. Are she you was. crazy? Yeah, sure. She's a gorgeous Babe teen witch. She, uh, she's got some outfits on oh. in this one. Oh, yeah. So her outfit as we progress, all it's like a signature tutu element, which I appreciate. What? Yeah. <laughs> what, um, what would you think if I argued that the real star was her little brother? Yeah, well, <laughs> okay. Who said uh, choice lines like this. I'm rubber, you're a glue. Whatever you call me sticks back on you. (laughs) Man, was he like the quintessential 80s? He was the quintessential 80s brother, but he also had the weirdest nasal voice. Why did he do that? Such a character. It was great. No complaints. But what led him to those choices? He was a kook. His name was Richie. You know what else he was in? I've seen him before, so something. He's the only one of the bunch that was really went on to do like have some some pretty good credits in his okay uh career well i don't i'll take that back because we'll we'll talk about some of the cast later but he went on to do uh he did halloween three he did near dark he did a oh, bunch of i'm stuff. thinking of him from halloween three i think oh are you uh-huh. i was thinking of him from near dark i think uh-huh. i don't know he just got, he has that face that too yeah but wow is he obnoxious in this or what oh my goodness <laughs> he's so Tone bad it down dude no turn it up one yeah, more yeah, notch crank it up so uh teen witch you ready? Should I lead us in? It's hey, it's your show. Huh? I feel like I could just close my eyes and dance just right through it. Let the spirit <laughs> take you away. Just well, close your eyes, hold the pendant around your neck, and uh, go. I have found the pendant on Etsy and have several times been like, I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna stop you there mm-hmm. and just say when I'm talking about movies and you're like, man, you're such a nerd about all that. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I look up uh, costume jewelry from movies I like on Etsy. Whatever. This is cool. I also look up gems stuff. So, Although if go. I could look up costume jewelry, I'd Who's? probably look up... What was it? That cool dagger from elves? <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably get me one of those. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Okay, so let's dive in. This movie starts with a really sexual intro and by sexual i mean saxophone there's blue lights there's dancing rooftop dancing oh right on the edge they're living on the edge it's like okay so we have robin lively who is louise we will soon learn and brad Mm -hmm. dancing on top of a roof and just as she goes to leap 
And this, I can't even explain how amazing this dance sequence is because it's lots of like her looking out of the side of her eyes in the most perfect of 80s way. And like, I'm, I'm looking left. Now I'm looking right. Was this like your, this was the pinnacle of if you were her, you would definitely have the new kids on the block fall in love with you. Yes. This Everybody would. Because I would be the most popular girl. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice one. You know what? Only people who have seen this will get any of these references that we're making. Everybody's seen this. How can they not? Uh, okay. Okay, whatever. So uh, she's on the rooftop dancing, and she just goes to leap into Brad's arms, and then she's wakened by her alarm. It was all a very sexual dream. There is a lot of sexy saxophones. So much. Um, That's And it recurs. We get a lot of I have a, oral sax. <laughs> I have a question for you. <laughs> I guess all sax uh, A little fun fact sax. for our listeners. What? Uh, you once played saxophone. <laughs> Did this have anything to do with it? <laughs> no, 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 no. This was because I was trying to impress a boy named Eric. It wasn't you, though. Yeah, uh, clearly. I, I tried to... Saxophone would not impress me. It does, because you bring it up an awful lot. (laughs) Only because it's, like, impressive that people really forced saxophones in the 80s. Well, I I played for two solid years. Okay. I can still blow that horn, so whatever. Okay, good. (laughs) It squeaks now, though. When did you first see Teen Witch? I don't know. It's. I feel like I was born to see Teen Witch, so... Well, was born no... to see it and born seeing it are very different. <sighs> okay, that just deserved a long sigh. Anyway, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember the first time I saw it. I just saw it an awful lot. So much. It must have been on TV because we were in the 80s in rural Montana, so we didn't have like movie places you would have been eight when this came out yep yep oh wow this is like prime time oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah okay this is like you with the side scrunchie in your hair looking in the mirror with a brush doing your own dance interpretations okay so i am early louise not teen witch louise that was me oh you became teen witch louise for sure thank you But I was not when I saw it. Okay. So Louise wakes up from her sexual dream and she's nerdy. She's got on pimple cream. Her brother, who is quite a star. What's his name? Richie? Richie, yeah. He is under her bed eating. He's always eating and he's got like chocolate all over and he's reading her diary like a freak. He is a total freak. And then she pulls him out and Uh he's like, touch and die. <laughs> Who can even do an impression of Richie? Just yeah. I don't know. So he he has torn one page out of her diary, and it was a particularly um, romantic page about a daydream that Louise has written uh, yeah, for herself. A sexual fantasy. She's she's uh, a budding erotic writer. <laughs> Is that it? Okay. <laughs> well, you, okay. Yeah. And she so she tears it from his chocolate fist and shoves it into a her homework folder. And that's that. They have a family breakfast. We meet her dad, who is... Do you remember who her dad is? No. Dick Sargent. No. What's Dick Sargent from? Really? Yeah. It's a witch movie. Or show. Bewitched. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Oh, okay. I, I guess I didn't even put that together. Yeah. Was he also in I Dream of Jeannie? 
Maybe that's what he was in. Well, I, there were two Darrens in Bewitched. Let's pause it and find out. Okay. I'm pressing pause now. No, I'm rubber, your glue, whatever you call me, sticks back on you. Uh, he's just from Bewitched. It's okay. Some <laughs> random weirdo that's from I Dream of Genie. Glad we could clarify um, this because he plays no role in this movie whatsoever. Well, the fact that he's from Bewitched is important. It's, it was a careful selection. Was it? Or was it just a coincidence? No, there are no coincidences in Teen Witch. Are you nuts? <laughs> out of your mind okay so they have a family (laughs) breakfast and uh, her father is really empathetic to her but she feels kind of pressure from her mom whatever and then we go to school on the way to school we learn that louise's best friend is named polly polly there's a lot of i feel like a lot of this influenced later films does this not completely remind you of the princess diaries oh for sure like not only the friends, but the way in which yeah. their friendship falls apart because she gets too popular because mm-hmm. she finally gets you know what she wants and all this kind of stuff. Also, that uh, Katy Perry video last Friday night yeah. where she's like the nerd and then becomes a popular kid and mm-hmm. wakes up and it was all a dream. And look, Teen Witch is revolutionary. <laughs> okay, we cannot under over estimate its reach okay well <laughs> hey you know what on this tape it was kind of cool too when we popped hmm. it in um, not only the media logo was pretty cool oh we got a media logo and a trans world logo it was double trouble i was like dang but there was also a trailer for high spirits that was a oh, fun yeah. one we have that we should do an episode on that okay. sometime the old gutenberg number anything with gutenberg is yeah it's pretty good in my book okay so Polly is this sweet, sweet friend. She's just, like, super cool and supportive of nerdy Louise, who... Louise wants to social climb. Polly's kind of, like, I'm happy to be the nerdy weirdo. Oh, wait. Do you hear that? What? It's rain. About to rain in on your parade. What? Polly was a diva on set. No! Oh, yeah. No! Yeah, she thought the director was, like, incompetent and that she was so much better than than this well was the director incompetent i don't know i just wanted to let you know she was who says she did she admitted she was a bit difficult (laughs) but you know she does now what she's a yoga instructor oh i like that okay i want her to instruct me in yoga and the clouds are parting and the sun has come out (laughs) okay (laughs) so then we get one of those classic scenes of a high school intro where louise and polly kind of take us through the high school like walking into their locker they walk past the rapping boys oh who have the high school blues (sighs) yes they rap in every scene that they're in and it is phenomenal and they're all super white oh and they all have like convulsion dancing too yes what are they doing like they're ian curtis from joy division so it's all just great classic we have the preps the jocks the nerds they're all super stereotypes of of the time just absolutely perfect and uh we learn that uh louise is super smart she's skipped some grades so she's like 
encore or on par to win the title of head of Latin club. She's in senior English. And this is how she's being exposed to senior boy Brad, even though she's a sophomore. Yeah, except she dresses like a nut job. And they imply that she's dressing like a child, but she's dressed like an old, mm, like one of our peers who is homeschooling and also hyper-religious. She and Polly, at the beginning of this film, wear these huge overcoats, like trench coats. That's just 80s. They look like Raphael from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Like they're hiding a a turtle shell under there. (laughs) When he goes out on the street because he needs to get some air and he's incognito when he meets Casey Jones and he's got that dumb trench coat on. This is what they look like. Oh, yeah, I agree. So they go into their class and, well, Louise goes into her class, the class that she's in with Brad. Normally she just quietly and nerdily gazes at him, but Mr. Weaver is in there reading. Mr. Weaver is a jerk teacher who plays something of a role. He is such a jerk. He would go to jail now. It's like super inappropriate. Okay, what he's doing, because she drops her purse... And then he just goes through her stuff, and she's very clear. She's like, can you please not go through my personal stuff? And he just is like, no, I'll go through whatever I want to go through. Wow, that would never go today. Well, in this scene, he reads her the weird um, chunk of her diary that stuck to her homework. because <laughs> of chocolate. Her, because of Richie's <laughs> chocolate fingers. And he reads the erotic literature about Brad, and it specifically names Brad. And he's like, oh, Louise. And so she just runs humiliated from class to cry in the bathroom stall. Like, classic 80s style. Yeah, that teacher, though, man. What was up with that? And he gets this, like, sadistic pleasure out of it, too. Yeah. You know, when I was in high school, I mean, in this guy's defense, I I was a total... (laughs) I was difficult. Yes. I was a punk. And uh, I was in driver's ed, after school driver's ed, and I was given the teacher a really hard time about something. Mm-hmm. And he was this old war veteran who was totally over all high schoolers. Yes. And here I was mouthing off. And he flipped out. True story. Uh-huh. Came up to me in a fit of rage, grabbed the desk tipped it backwards and shook me out of it onto the floor and screamed at me. What did you do? I just laughed because he was old. (laughs) Which did not help the situation. So angry. Yeah. Everybody was like, what the hell? So it did happen. Yeah. Oh, That was not the 80s, but that was still like uh, teachers back then were cut from a different cloth. There was less oversight, I feel. Yeah. And a lot of booze in the coffee mug back then, for sure. Oh, I for sure caught a teacher in high school. Oh, I had a couple teachers that had booze. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So then we get the, like, the best dance sequence. Well, one of the... Okay. Every dance sequence in here is amazing. This is the I Like Boys dance sequence. I didn't realize this was kind of a musical. Don't say that. It's kind of a musical. Don't say that. Okay. It's not. Musicals are horrible. You like musicals. (laughs) That's what we've discovered in this episode. I do not. (laughs) Turns out. So they're in the gym and all of the cheerleaders decide that they're going to perfectly and seamlessly choreograph and sing along to a, a, a song called I Like Boys. And this is a pretty cool dance number. I lack the words to describe what happens, especially when they start doing the little shenanigans with the towel where they're like, 
it's like the director said, okay, do something funny and action. And then they would just create a thing. Like one of them was, you know, on Scooby-Doo when Shaggy and Scooby would try and look like one person with a long trench coat on because <laughs> he would be on his shoulders. Do you remember they do that yes. with a towel though? They do. I, I laughed. This it, is fun. They're suddenly on top of the lockers and it's just Louise like peering and smirking, yes. but not participating. It makes no sense. There is no point, but it is so important. How many times have you seen this film? One billion. No, in all honesty. I don't know, like 30? <laughs> okay. Just curious. <laughs> Just curious what your thoughts of high school were oh, based on this growing up. I was up. horribly let down when my magic powers didn't arrive <laughs> on my 16th birthday. Well, there were a lot of really fun towel gags. and So much. I enjoyed it. Did you know another fun fact about what? this? This was originally supposed to be the counterpart to Teen Wolf. This was supposed to be the female Teen Wolf. What? That's why the logo looks the way it does, and a lot of the elements stayed the same, but they changed it. This is so much better than Teen Wolf. (laughs) Teen Wolf's great, but this is super great. Oh, (laughs) well. Okay. You cannot argue that Teen Wolf is better than this. I just have to deal with a lot of our social media, and I don't need the hate mail coming in. Are you deranged? Oh, okay. Teen Wolf is not better than Teen Witch. All right. <laughs> okay. What about Teen Wolf 2? No, not better, but it's better than Teen Wolf 1. Really? You're going to go I don't know. You make I have, that claim? I, no, truly not, because I haven't seen either in like a decade. Okay. Maybe maybe that's a, a fight for another day. Yeah, but maybe. Both, but both are lower. Than Teen teen Witch? Everything, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Let's just not even have that. Okay. So we go to Brad being a shirtless fox on the football field with Louise lurking. Yeah, and we have have we mentioned his girlfriend is like the head cheerleader? Well, they never actually mention it, but it it becomes clear. Her name is... mm -hmm. Her name is Randa. Hey, fun fact for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you? I. This is what I do, man. I just. You got so many fun facts. Tons of them, as many as IMDb will give me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Randa and Brad got married right after this. What? Still married to this day. <gasps> what? How many kids do they have? Thirty-two. Nope. What? I don't know because I don't care. What? But I do. What you blew my mind right now. Oh, I could blow it even more. What? Do it. I'm going to hold on to it. I got another good <laughs> one for you. <laughs> no, I'm going to hold on to it. Holy crap. Who I'm knew? Pop this one in my pocket and I'll, I'll show you later. So I would also like to speak up right now in defense of Randa. She gets a bad rap in this film. No, the preps get a lot of bad raps. Well, yes, but her in particular, because Louise comes for her. I don't think you're making a rap joke. I get it. (laughs) Top that. (laughs) So Louise comes for her man, but she's done nothing. It's true. She's not a bad person. I mean, she does some weird dances. No, in all honesty, Louise is like... Kind of the villain. She is the villain in this, Well, she is a witch. Yeah, and she full-on steals another person's boyfriend. Okay. At all costs. Whatever. Louise is awesome. Let's not argue about that. Okay. So after Louise lurks on Brad, she heads home. She's biking home. And Brad and Randa are in his 
uh, I don't know, it's a convertible of some sort, and she's kind of, they're canoodling while he's driving, and Louise is run off the road. Brad's a good guy, so he pulls over to help her, and Louise is kind of throwing a little fit. She's pretty bummed because she's been embarrassed in front of Brad already today with the whole reading of her diary in the senior (laughs) English class and she's like I'm fine just go but she's really not fine she's got a flat tire and has to walk her bike home in the rain and she ends up in front of this house which I know that you know what it is because I said this house is familiar I feel like I've seen it somewhere and Mm -hmm. you're like "Mm mm-hmm you know, in your little way as we watch the movie. So she walks into this house. Uh, it's like a palm reader's house. And do you want to tell me where this house is from now? I'm dying to know. Yeah, you probably have seen it. Uh, probably not in the day, but you've probably seen it in a thriller night. What? Because it's thriller, thriller night. Yep. It's the thriller it's house? It's the thriller house. What? Yeah. It was also used in an episode of, like, Charmed or something after that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Weird. Where is it? Can we move in? (laughs) I would love to live there. So she goes in the house and meets the one and only, well, Madam Serena. But in real life is Zelda from one, two, three. Poltergeist. That's right. Is it just three poltergeists? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. How many poltergeists are there? A trio. There's three of them, Nate. There's not a fourth? Oh, it was just the remake. Three poltergeists walk into a bar. (laughs) Go, finish it. (laughs) And Steven Spielberg says, did you like my movie? No. Toby Hooper looks over and says, what movie? The end. This is a bad joke. (laughs) So she goes to visit Madame Serena uh, just to use the phone. Madame Serena makes some weird comment about not having a phone and insists on giving Louise a palm reading. She starts to give her one of the, like, lame, generic palm readings, but then spots a mark and says Louise will receive her powers on her 16th birthday. Like, she's like, Miller, oh, and gets all jet. What? Sh- that was a really good impression, Mariah. <laughs> I'm not doing any more. Wow, I found out two things so far. What? One, you do a really good Zelda impression. <laughs> two, you like musicals. Um, so... Louise learns that she's going to receive powers on her 16th birthday, but she's kind of like a normal human and doesn't really believe what Madame Serena has to tell her. And then we flash to Louise's birthday. It's real sad. Nobody comes to her birthday party. Her brother mocks her. (laughs) (laughs) And her friend Polly calls and tells tells Louise that nobody's coming because Randa is having a cheerleader party and that's why everybody's ditched her party. Um, And then it goes to another dream. It's like Louise laying in her bed hearing uh, Madame Serena's words echoing through her her dreams. Yeah, it's not quite a sexual fantasy. No. She's a dreamer. She is a dreamer. And so apparently at some point, on 16th birthday, she does receive her powers, but we don't really see those until the next day when she's having an awkward sex ed class. I This, okay. You, I know you're into the scene. I definitely am into the scene. Okay. Because I, if, if ever we were to kind of like um, encapsulate what these rappers that have been parant- like uh, parading through the, the film the whole time mm-hmm. doing their freestyle raps with their bandanas on and their, and their convulsive, suspenders and their like convulsive dancing and their convertibles 
This is the wrap. This one definitely makes me laugh. This how, one? I wonder how many times I've seen this film now. 30. No, I haven't You've seen, seen it, it a lot. I have seen it a lot. I've seen it enough that I didn't really need to take notes. Yeah. I took <laughs> so many notes and it's really did. unnecessary. <laughs> I didn't want to miss a thing. Yeah, you were also like just crazy eyed the whole time. Whatever. Which is funny because maybe the only other time I've seen you this intense about note taking was when we did Avenging Force. <laughs> you were really into that film. <laughs> Which bums but me I out. But I fell asleep in that film. Because I'm always trying to pitch other awesome action films like that. And you're like, ooh, action sucks. But I'm like, uh, you loved Avenging Force. I do not think action sucks. Maybe you just liked Michael Dudenkoff. <laughs> Did you call him Michael Doodlecoff? No. Although Doodlecoff <laughs> would be a cool name. So here's a little rap sample from the sex ed class. Does anyone know what, what this might represent? A Roger, a loved one, joystick, dong, zipper lizard, tally whack, and trouser snake schlong. That, that's enough, Fred. Thank you. No problem. Okay. And then we meet <laughs> Louise's drama teacher, Mrs. Malloy. Mrs. Malloy is only mildly important because she gives Louise a the necklace. The necklace from Etsy that I found. I don't know if it's still there. Oh, Louise, too. What a teen. I she's know. like she's a drama kid. My life is a walking talking tragedy. Okay. I probably said that when I was a teenager. Yeah. I, think I probably all teenagers wrote said a that. diary entry about that. <laughs> and so Mrs. Malloy gives her this cool necklace and says, I think it'll bring you luck. And then she goes out into the hall and instantly Randa invites Louise to go on a date with her and Brad and Randa's cousin. And Louise is into it. She's like, whoa, yeah, my luck's turning. Yes. And then her, her, uh, Randa's cousin, David, is that his name? David? I think so, yeah. He appears at her doorstep looking like he current day. He looks cool. He is total hipster. Yeah, he looks super cool. It was, I mean, he's a, he's a D-bag, but at the same time, mm -hmm. he looks really cool. His like, style's <laughs> pretty hip. It varies. He's got standards. the like bouffant, like fifties hair, rad sweater vest, cool yeah, glasses. He's got it all working for him, and she's like, ugh, grossed out by it because he looks like an eighties dork. Yeah, even though eighties dork is now like babe two thousand twenty total coolness, <laughs> but he picks her up and they go to the harvest dance. Yeah, they go to the dance. I, you oh, know, Louise sneaks into the bathroom for her first makeover. Oh, here's something that I realized. Hmm. When she does her makeover, so she pulls off her, like, ugly, boring clothes to mm -hmm. reveal that she's got the coolest of cool that 1989 has to offer. Yes. With this, like, tutu and this side tail and everything else. Mm -hmm. It is, like, head to toe, your exact outfit that you wore when you went to the New Kids on the Block concert with your cousin. <laughs> Do you remember? It was so... <laughs> oh, do I need to tell that story real quick? Well, we were in our late 20s. Mid 20s. And you got the chance to go see NKOTB on their reunion tour and you were going to you were going to relive the 80s fantasy that you never got when you were a girl. Well, okay. So, in the 80s I lived as I mentioned earlier in a small town in Montana, a small town of a thousand. So, 
New Kids on the Block, no matter how many stars I wished upon, would not come to Harloton, Montana, and <laughs> nor even the state of Montana, not once. Which is kind of shocking, considering how money-hungry they were. They could have sold out a Billings arena. <laughs> anyway. Ooh, big time. So we were living in Denver, and my cousin, who was also an NKOTB fan, and uh, I decided to go to this concert, but we decided to give ourselves the gift of going as we would have when we were, you know, eight-year-olds. So it's we special. did it up. I'll, uh... I'll suggest we post it on mm, Instagram. I don't yeah. know. I think we should. Yeah, maybe. You have full on, it's like the mix between Teen Witch and Blossom. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what I did. And okay. I was proud. Just when I saw this, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. I, I get what your idea of cool in the 80s was. It's still cool. And I wish I could have all of her outfits. When she changes into her cool girl outfit and yeah. then comes out to her date who was already cool hipster. Uh-huh. They look like... Yeah, they could go to a club today. They look like disgusting, like, Williamsburg hipsters. Oh, you have a problem with Williamsburg hipsters. No, it's just, like, the pinnacle of, like, 80s revival hipster. Okay. (laughs) So, Louise gives herself a makeover. It's not, like, the top makeover. It's, like, dipping her toe in the makeover waters. And then she, she and the nerd just make fun of each other. For a little bit, and then agree that they're just going to hang out. It's weird. I don't really understand. And also, there's a comment about how it's Friday the 13th, but it doesn't matter. It's just so, sort of witchy in general. Right. Then there's a slow sl- song that comes on, and Louise begins to wish mm-hmm. while rubbing her little necklace. She wishes that Brad would look, and he looks. And then she wishes he would come over, and he comes over, and he asks her to talk outside. This is, like, step-by-step everything. Oh, that was a New Kids on the Block reference, step-by-step. Everything that I would have dreamed of with my crush at, at, you know, age nine. Uh, This is interesting, because I remember when we first met. (laughs) That's how I got you. Yeah, I just felt this this thing come over me, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't stop staring at you. Yep, and then we went outside, and you asked me to do your homework, help you with your homework, just like Brad asked Louise. Yeah, that's kind of how it happened. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. (laughs) So Brad asks Louise to help with homework, and she's like, oh, okay. And then Randa comes up, and basically scoots off with brad leaving louise with david david has brad's car and he starts driving her home and this is when david loses all of the cool points he had gained in style and fashion no he just turns into a typical 80s dude who's like groping her and trying to like rape her basically although he he asks her for soul kisses (laughs) (laughs) that was pretty cool And, and and then yeah this is when we get a great a test of her powers. She wishes him away and he instantly disappears. And uh, never comes back. Did you notice N- that? Nobody worries about it. No, he's just... It's fine. It's gone. She says, I just wish you'd go away and he's gone. Yeah, uh, he's he's very... Um, he's he's very much not missed through the rest of this film. Nope. Nobody even asks about him. Once they ask about him and she says, I asked him to disappear and he did. <laughs> so she drives... Uh, brad's car home and that's the end of that and she goes home and finds that her crazy brother is cooking a giant pizza and there's like weird pizza sauce handprints all over and the pizza's like the size of a table i was impressed by this it i mean 
Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> we get another great line from her brother. Here you go. You think you're hot stuff because you went to a dance. Dream on. Nobody wants to date you because you're a dog. A dog. A dog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but he does turn into a dog. She turns him into a dog and then throws him into a strangely already prepared enormous bubble bath. Yeah, where he calls her a pervert. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he read her diary. He knows. Yeah, it could have been worse. It could have been like on elves when the brother is going to like threaten to tell everybody how big her breasts are. That's so creepy. Yeah, that was weird. And then the next day, Zelda starts, Zelda as Madame Serena, starts teaching Louise um, about her past. And so apparently they reincarnated, but she shows her a picture of herself, of of, uh, Louise in a previous life. It's a photograph of Louise as um, Modesty Miller. That was her name. Oh, wow. You wrote that down. Yep. Okay. And... And it was 1632 was the birth date, and it's a photo of a young woman who is the same age as Louise. So they're implying that photography existed in the 17th century. (laughs) You know what I took from this scene? Hmm. That Madame Serena goes and grabs a ladder to go up this big bookshelf. (laughs) And then grabs a book that's directly in front of her as she stands. No ladder leader. No No. ladder needed. No ladder needed whatsoever. She just... I don't know what the point of that was. It's to show off the cool ladder. (laughs) I guess. I would use it, too. I would would. just scoot the ladder (laughs) over for anything. We should get a bookshelf ladder. Oh, we should get a VHS ladder. No. What do you think? I I reject your plan. pretty good over there. But... You could just reach up. I mean, I guess you could pull Madame Serena. Well, Madame Madame Serena could have done that too, but, you know. So she shows Modesty Miller, now known as um, Louise Miller, how to make money with her powers. So they're just doing some, like, power training. Yeah, and then um, Louise gets drunk on power and, like, goes to a carnival area and just starts spinning around as it rains. She has, yeah, she has her full, like, the craft moment. She calls the winds, she calls the rain, she dances and spins. Yes. Perfect. And then she goes to school and casts a truth spell on the cheerleaders. And I think this was meant to be, like, a mean scene to show how terrible the cheerleaders were, but they really weren't that bad. They had just been kind of... Yeah, they were like, you have a bad singing voice. I'm like, that's just um, constructive criticism. Yeah, they could have they could have said it a little more politely, perhaps. But yeah, whatever. It was like uh, Canadians being mean to each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, you don't sing so well. <laughs> oh, sick Bernie. So then Louise and Serena start to work on a spell that will turn a frog into a babe for Madame Serena. Oh, or boy toy? Yes. And he ribbits instead yeah. of talks. But I don't think um, Madame Serena is really troubled by that. And they want to, they're going to, Madame Serena instructs Louise on how to make a love spell to make Brad fall in love with her. Right. Louise try, decides that she doesn't want to cast a love spell on Brad because she wants Brad to fall in love with her. And 
she so she totally backs out of this love spell thing. And the next day in class, Brad apologizes to her and begins chatting to her about popular how important popularity is. Mm-hmm. And this plants a seed for her. But this is unfortunately in Mr. Weaver's class. And this is when he goes through her purse. Yeah, this is when he knocks. Yeah, the purse falls over and he's like <laughs> violating her personal space. He pulls out birth control pills and holds them up for the whole class to see. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, so that <laughs> night she makes a voodoo doll. Like she does. Mm-hmm. And she's got some skills. I guess, instantly. And then... Pretty good looking voodoo doll. Yeah. Oh, it's because of her drama club skills. Oh, because she can do like um, she's costume She's a seamstress, design? yeah. Yeah. And so she can make a little voodoo doll, no prob. Okay. And the next day she undresses the doll in class. This is a funny scene. Yeah, you want to describe it? Yeah, like he's lecturing, being rude, and then she pulls out the voodoo doll of him, who happens to be wearing the same outfit he's wearing, including the same color boxer shorts. I didn't know how she knew that. Yeah, that troubled me even as a child. How did she anticipate this? But it is funny because she, like, takes off his bow tie first, and then his jacket, and his shirt, and he's doing it in real time. So Mm -hmm. everything she does to the doll, he does. He's stripping down. Yeah, and he strips down, and he's just about to, like, show everybody his penis, and then the, like, principal walks in. It's Mm -hmm. like, Mr. Weaver! I don't know. I... You know what? I thought the guy who um, played Mr. Weaver was pretty funny. He was funny because so the doll is discarded at her house and her mom tosses the doll in the washing machine. And this is when I realized Mr. Weaver, the actor, is funny because he he's tossed the doll is tossed into the washing machine. But he walks into, like, a car wash. It's a total Mr. Bean episode at this yes, point. Yes, exactly. He was in all... I mean, he, his... His um, credits are yeah. insane. He was in everything. Like, all the way back to all the classic, like, fun comedy mm-hmm. spy shows and all that kind of... I mean, he was in everything. Yeah. And it's clear. Like, he's got really good comic chops. But, yeah, I love this scene, too. Because after he's, like, walking around in his boxers, then he just walks into the car wash. And yeah, it just is full-on Mr. Bean at this point. Yes. A Mr. Bean walks through a car wash. Imagine that. And you have a good picture of what happens. And then we find that Mrs. Malloy, the drama teacher, has won the lottery. So we learn that Louise has done some good things with mm-hmm. her power. She helped Mrs. Malloy win the lottery, meet a count, and she's going to take a sabbatical and go live her best life. So Louise is doing good things for the people in her life. Um, not so much Polly. She does a little good for Polly, but not really. Uh, she ra- later rides her bike home with Polly. From school. Mm-hmm. And this is when she uses her powers well, to their fullest, maybe. Well, the fullest that this film can achieve. This <laughs> is this would be the equivalent, talking about Rad, mm-hmm. of the Send Me an Angel bike prom dance. This is the This scene. is it. Except it's like a hundred thousand times more potent. Yes. So <laughs> This is it. This How do is, we even talk through this? I don't know, because we can't really play the whole song, but No. Go on YouTube. Yes. And look up Top, Top that, that Teen, Teen Witch. Witch. And you will know why this film... This is the reason. You could have basically gotten rid of the the rest of the film. Would have just been a typical 80s film. But it's because of this scene that it's made so this film like thrust into infamy. You can't top this. You cannot top this scene. Speaking of which, when I got this for you for Christmas, I posted mm-hmm. a little thing on our laser graves. Mm-hmm. 
about how like this was a great Christmas present. Uh-huh. Can't top that. And do you remember who liked our post? Heck yeah. <laughs> Robin Lively. Teen Witch herself. Who okay. We are one degree from Teen Witch. <laughs> All we have to do is invite her over. I'm sure she'll come. I wonder if she'd come over and just recreate scenes of Teen Witch with me. I seriously considered contacting her about being a guest on this episode. Oh my! I bet she would do it. I wouldn't even be able to talk. I wouldn't say a word. Well, that would be kind of fun. So intimidated. Okay. Well. Okay. So the top that scene, um, Louise and Polly are riding bikes. They've clearly been playing tennis, and they're talking about crushes and polly reveals that she's kind of got a thing for the rapping guy Rhett. Mm-hmm. and they come upon Rhett and his three bud or two buds they're all standing next to a corvette with her boombox rapping oh and but the like tiptoe dance that they're doing is really weird yeah. Rhett, Rhett, what an 80s name Rhett. it's cool i knew a Rhett. In my elementary in the 80s. You did? Was he named after Teen Witch? No. They changed it in 89? No, he was already named Rhett. So, um, Polly reveals that she thinks Rhett's so funky. And and Louise rubs her little necklace. And Polly jumps into the rap. And they have a rap battle. Wow. I mean, we're calling it rap, so it must be. Oh, it was a full-on rap battle. <laughs> it was amazing. This is it's definitely what white that. suburbia thought was a rap battle. It was so good. Yeah. It's it's just you just have to watch it. It's supersonic. <laughs> it's idiotic. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day Serena helps Louise to redefine her goals since Louise has decided she's not going to make Brad fall in love with her. She just wants to become the most popular girl. And they do a makeover. In this makeover, she has to spin 13 times at 45 RPM with um, a record of Shana, Shanna playing and clothes from Shanna. Shanna is like a Debbie Gibson style pop mm-hmm. star. So she uses her, it's this whole long scene. She's more like vanity. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. She's like cooler than. She's definitely yeah. cooler. And she's got that, like, sexy edge. Yes. And she gives, through magic, she gives Louise her lucky jacket. Yes. And And now it's like, okay, it's hit the fan It's on now. It's It's time to be 80s popular. She is now the most popular girl. Yes. She completes the spell, and the next morning, she is 100% babe. And Brad is all up in it. And he Mm -hmm. picks her up. Takes her to a pond where he has a boat. Where the hell did he have a boat, by the way? He's Brad. Okay, well, the Bradster has a boat. All Brads are issued boats. He has a boat while the saxophone plays in the background. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, um, I kind of envision it, you know, like in Twin Peaks, how there's just kind of music in the air, but with Brad, it's always his saxophone playing. Yeah. It's just weird. It's this whole romance scene. Out of school, he picks her up in his convertible, sax flower, sunflower, or sax solo, sunflowers. They go to abandoned house. Oh, and they like such a hunk. I thought this was so hot when I was a kid, but he like 
They're in a filthy house, which, gross. And she has no shoes on. <laughs> now, horrifying. But they, like, leave their jean jackets and their 80s clothes in little piles and then have a makeout sesh. And then it's, like, 20 minutes of just learning how extremely popular Louise has become. And uh, that her yeah. friendship with Polly has been suffering. Speaking of this sexy scene, mm-hmm. are you ready for your last bombshell of a fun yes. fact? If I said a certain name, oh, what? would it ring a bell? I Are you ready? I don't know. Chip Matthews. That's very familiar. What's it from? It would be the high school boyfriend that Rachel and Monica both had and fought over. <gasps> is it is Brad. <laughs> what? Friends? There he is. What? It is. He, he is Chip Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> well, he looks the same, too. Is he wearing the clothes from Teen Witch? I don't know. Because isn't that the one where he just acts like he did in high school? Oof, I can... Man, I can hear our subscribers just unsubscribing in rapid speed right now as we're talking about Chip Matthews. What? I hear it racking up. So many people (laughs) searching Chip Matthews. (laughs) This episode has gone off the rails. Whatever. You brought it up. So... That's true. It's a whole long montage of a song called Most Popular Girl, which is a rad song. You should listen to it. Get the lyrics tattooed on your back. Whatever you got to do. I did. I got them tattooed on my lower back. <laughs> <laughs> and Louise has also enchanted her brother, who is now dressing like a butler and bringing her breakfast for unknown reasons. But Louise is upset. Brad really likes her. He asks her to the, like... I guess another dance. I don't know how many schools or dances the school has, but he wants to ask her to prom or something. And he says it's because she's honest and true and all that. And she's like, crap, I'm a witch. Yeah, you know, she doesn't say that, but she thinks it. The scene where she goes and uh, there's this awkward scene where her and Madame Serena like sit on each other's laps. Yes, that's awkward. I bring it up because I did read about that scene. Well, she went there to reverse the popularity spell. But uh, I read that that was right after their lunch break, and they started filming again. Uh-huh. And Zelda... Farted. Please. No, Similar. What? She had apparently horrible breath after lunch, and uh, Robin said it was very hard to act sitting on her lap with her just breathing at her face the whole time. Uh-huh. And as she was telling, this was like at like a comic convention or something, and she was telling this story publicly uh-huh. and didn't know that Zelda was in the audience the whole time that she was <laughs> revealing this fun fact. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they sit in each other's laps, I though. bet that woman had really bad breath she looks like she'd have halitosis she definitely looks like a bad breath person she goes to reverse this spell the popularity spell and it's gonna happen at dance night so they go to the school dance weirdly serena goes with her to the school dance but she still looks like a babe apparently she's gonna reverse the spell except for the babe part oh for sure why would you take that away (laughs) oh and there's this whole scene that we kind of skipped by But it's a continuity error that I only discovered last night. There's this whole scene where one of the cheerleaders breaks a leg earlier in the film. And then at the dance, 
she's there dan- walking around and dancing. Yeah, but with it's only no been like leg. half a day. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Everyone's dancing and they're all still enchanted. So they're all dancing like at Louise and for Louise. But she takes her necklace off and tosses it to Serena. And then also Polly and Rhett are hitting it off too. They're like dancing for each right. other. And then people lift Louise, set her down, and it's time for a magic song. Uh, it's a duet song, male-female parts. The female parts, Robin Lively looking like a babe in the dance floor. The male parts <laughs> are, Brad, Matthews. Yeah. are Brad approaching her. And she, that's it. He approaches her. They do mirror hands. You know what I'm talking about? Where mm-hmm. they like touch hands like yeah. they're in a mirror. And that's it. It was a very strange ending. That's that's the end of Teen Witch. Is she, like, I wish she would have made up with Polly. She just kind of got what she wanted and uh-huh. uh, stole somebody's boyfriend. Poor Randa. Like, ruined her friendship with her best friend. Well. Made a person disappear and never brought him back. <laughs> made her brother her personal slave. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. This, she's horrible. I see no problems here. <laughs> this is, she's, she's not perfect. a role model by any stretch. Well. <laughs> but that's Teen Witch. That's your special movie. I love it so much. <laughs> wow. Um what did you think this time around? I, well, I guess, we, I mean, we just watched it not too long ago, too. I, mean, I we love it, it a lot. I love it more every time. Did you love it most because it's finally on VHS and you know how special that is? I know how special it is to you. And I love you. Okay. It was a, it was a sign of my love. I appreciate that you found me Teen, Wit- Teen Witch and let me watch it on vhs as opposed to other media sources which you reject that's true we did find it on dvd one time and you were at, like no at a thrift store and i was like i i just kind of looked the other way as though it, it didn't exist that was not okay yeah well it's, we should go. just collect it in all media let's go that's what i did with trick-or-treat i would neck oh okay next <laughs> can i have the film itself the original film please <laughs> the actual reel to reel delivered by robin lively uh, we could probably arrange that. Please. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was the one and only Teen Witch. Well worth the wait for Mariah. <laughs> 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 but it is 2020. And um, I don't know what we're doing next. Teen Witch. We're doing Teen Witch again. <laughs> but from the back to the front. Yeah, oh, yeah. There we go. In reverse. Started at the she end. She starts as a horrible person and ends as... A nerd? A nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you like what you hear, you know what I realized... What? Today, after over a year of podcasting... Huh. We always tell people they can find our podcast and then we list them all out. Yeah. They could also just go to lasergraves.com. We actually <laughs> have, it's just that simple. Just go there and you can stream it or download it or whatever. Do it. But, you know, it's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's all, all that stuff. Please rate us. Yeah, rate us would be really helpful. Um, and if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at lasergraves. Our personal sites, I'm at death at 33 RPM. I'm at Mariah Rose Wimmer and Robin Lively. You can just sneak right into my DMs and we'll be best friends. (laughs) Just slide on in there like a creeper. (laughs) 
<laughs> I would love that so much. Uh, Robin, thanks for listening. And to everybody else, <laughs> uh, have a good week, and we will see you next time. If- <laughs> <laughs>